the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everyone. How are we? I'm good, finally. <laughs> good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Glad to hear you're well. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're back in the studio live. All, all of us. All, all, all of us. us. Together. All, all of us. Los yeah. Cuatro Amigos. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fourth of July weekend already. Uh, hard to believe that that's come around as quickly as it as it has. Uh, and because of that, uh, there's no classes in either of the stores today. Um, both Both stores are dark as far as classes are concerned. And both stores are going to be closed on Monday in observance of the holiday. So if you want to do some stuff in your yard, I would get in before Monday. Yeah. Then you, then you can have so Monday. today to, or tomorrow? Today or tomorrow. Then you can have Monday to work on it at your leisure. Uh, let's see. And it is supposed to be cooler this weekend to encourage you to get out and do those things during your leisure time. It it's has, cooling off a little bit. It's I mean, been pretty it, warm, though. It's been, it's, it's, it's been hot. I mean, yeah. We actually we had we had two nights this week. We had to run the air conditioner upstairs to get it cool off enough to the point where you could actually get to sleep without <laughs> without yes, sweating to death. Exactly. Um, I did not, but I guess this cooling off that I'm discussing here or mentioning is kind of like gas dropping from five ninety nine to five seventy nine, and all of a sudden it's bonus yeah. score. <laughs> it's only five dollars and eighty cents this week. Yeah. Yes. That is true. Um, some of the classes that we do have coming up, though, on the 9th in San Diego, it's going to be uh, Help Your Plumeria Thrive, which I, is it Mike Atkinson? Mike Atkinson. Now, he just did one at, at the Poway store a couple of weeks ago, and that was by far, at least in the time I've been with the nursery, the most crowded we've ever had it. Yeah. That's it what was packed. I, that's what I heard. So if, you, if you're interested in going to Mike's class, on the ninth in San Diego, that's going to be at nine o'clock. I would get there early to get uh, to get a place to sit in and and uh, and a parking space because it could be could be very crowded. Last week, I was driving over to my parents' house and I drove past their driveway, and there were four people in the driveway of the Atkinson home. So I drove down and I said hi and 
none of those four people were uh, interested the in you. Atkinsons that had been at the nursery had any idea who this stranger was that was in their driveway waving to them. <laughs> it was, I explained, but okay, thanks. Thanks for stopping I'll, by. I'll yeah. Continue on up the hill now. Uh, in Poway on the ninth, it's going to be um, tropical fruit tree care. Who's t- Mike from the zoo? Oh, we Mike can't Letzring. Say Mike wow. from the zoo. No, 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 Mike. Mike Letzring. Mike from his own tropical garden world. Who gets a lot of experience elsewhere? Elsewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be at nine thirty on the ninth in Poway. Uh, on the sixteenth in San Diego, it's going to be um, Felco Felco Tools with Jennifer Thompson from Felco. Uh, we have advocated for a long time that Felco is arguably the best yeah. cutting tools that you can get. The best uh, of the best. For, uh, for landscaping and gardening. And uh, I know I, I'm a huge advocate of them. I absolutely love them. Um, and we, we, we always keep our eyes out trying to find something as good or better. And we did find, we did find some... We did find some shears that looked Just really, like really looked they looked identical to them, and apparently even some of the parts were interchangeable. And they weighed about the same. Everything about every, it was very every, similar. Everything about them was similar, except the quality. <laughs> <laughs> so they were not any. They were not anywhere near as good a quality. And, as and I think the, that you were doing the search because mm-hmm. Filco's, they're, while they're quality, they're expensive. They and are so expensive. We're trying to find something that would you know with a lower price point but it's hard to find yeah but what i well but what i tell people is if you if you buy a pair of felco shears is if you don't lose them right you'll never buy another pair of shears because everything is replaceable you have to emphasize that part about not losing them i left them on top of my car once and drove away well that'll happen never found them again oh my gosh i got a free pair off the side of the street one day (laughs) what a coincidence thank you george And then on the 16th in Poway, it's going to be Firewise Planning with Greg Rubin from uh, California's own native California's own native landscape. Yeah, so uh, probably a good idea to take a look, especially if you live out around the Poway store uh, or in some of the other more rural areas, just about anywhere else in the county (laughs) at this point, Uh, and get some ideas on what you can do to um, what you can do to help reduce the risk of fire damage and from your landscaping, right? Now, he, he's a uh, he was highly recommended from the San Diego Fire Council. That's how I got his name. Okay, although um, I know after after the Cedar Fire, I called a called a friend of mine who owned a nursery up in up in Santa Lena, up in Napa Valley, and he was the he was the chief of the uh, fire department up there, and he came down with one of his crews to help fight the Cedar Fire. And so after it was all over, I called him up and I asked him i said you know what we said i said what i said what can people do to as far as landscaping or whatever to help help reduce the risk of losing their house in a fire like that and he said he said you know what you do in the in the case of a fire like that he said you get the hell out of there because he said there's nothing you can do in in a in a fire like the cedar fire or the witch creek fire if it's burning like that he said you he said you need to get out he said there there's nothing you can do if, if if it's going to burn, it's going to burn. I guess we don't need Greg Rubin to come out. <laughs> okay, so yeah, well, no. maybe we'll, we'll look for a different class no. on that. Would you just calling it audible? Another <laughs> class on that day? Yeah. No, it's when, when no. it's blowing like that, right? Yeah, and it's dry like that, and there's a fire. Yeah, no one's going to stop it. No, but you could, there are certainly things you can do to 
mitigate the mitigate the problem and uh that's always always well worth looking at uh okay i'll keep the class going yeah okay Okay. yeah please have greg come in (laughs) did you have i thought you were gonna say something no no okay uh let's see and then then the actually i was going to say please have greg come in i mean but george said it so i didn't need to no i said it yeah i think we both did simultaneously i thought it at the same time okay (laughs) um let's see the San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation. Um, this weekend is the Dahlia Society show and sale, and if you have never, if you have never been to a Dahlia show before, they are amazing. The, everything from the little golf ball pom pom dahlias up to the gigantic dinner plate dahlias that are twelve to fourteen inches across, they are absolutely stunning flowers. So, if you're up and around Balboa Park. I would highly recommend stopping in and taking taking a look at it because they they really are amazing. Do you remember the yellow and red one I was trying to describe two weeks ago to you guys yes. that I'd gotten? Um, and I think you guys were kind of mocking me as we would normally do here. I don't think I was here two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, it oh, might have just been you guys. Me I, was just used I, to I apologize, Mister Anderson, yeah. for dragging you into this. He would but, have mocked you if he were here. Yeah, exactly. he would have. But the custom, a customer came in who had been listening, and when she saw that, she said, that's exactly as you described it. And I, I stood a, a little bit taller that moment because I was having troubles because it was yellow and red, and I said it was kind of a pepperminty coloration because peppermint is white and red, but this was yellow and red in that same... Yeah, I don't I'm get the connection a, there. I'm doing it. The variation of the red and the white in peppermint, this was red and yellow. In a pepperminty fashion, that same. Okay, you I had guess to be there. You had to be there. So anyway, she said it was exactly as I described it. That was the important takeaway from that. You were right. Yeah, yes, I was on. right. Thank you. Hey, speaking of Balboa Park, uh, Capri and I walked through the Rose Garden two two days ago or three mm-hmm. days ago at uh, what is it? The Grant Parker Inez Grant Parker Rose Garden. Yeah, Memorial Rose. Phenomenal. It's like they've had this second or perhaps third. It is gorgeous right now. Really? Yeah. Very pretty. Did you take it? Pick any. I didn't pick any. No, okay. no. We took some pictures, which Excellent. is what you should do. Take yes, pictures, right. not roses. Gotcha. Little Ooh, is that a, a Chamber of Commerce <laughs> note? Thank you. Um, somebody is going to be doing a presentation on the succulent garden that is next door and adjacent to that. It has some historical significance to it. Was a. Uh, it's funny when I Kate walked, Sessions. Kate Sessions designed apparently that. Succulent. As you come the over, the, when you come over the bridge, you walk through a section yes. of it. Yes. So if you oh. have any information, Dean Dean Karras is going to be doing a presentation to somebody, and wanted to know if you had any, or the family, your dad has any knowledge of, of that that he could share. I, so. not that I, not that I've ever heard, because the only the only succulent garden that I can think of is the the cactus garden that's behind the Balboa Park Club. No, when you come over case? when you come over the bridge from the um, Reuben H. Fleet area, uh-huh. you come up over that bridge into the Rose Garden on your right, there's a huge section of euphorbias and such and agaves on your it, right, it, right at the base of the bridge, and then on your left, there's a big succulent garden. It, hmm. it stretches from the Rose Garden down towards whatever the road is that drops down into Florida Canyon. It's kind of in right. that gap there where the pedestrian now, bridge goes across. It's funny. Every time uh, Capri and I walk across, we're not, neither one of us are big succulent and cactus folks. And there are some people taking pictures there the other day of, with them with these cactus behind them or, suc- or euphorbias. And all I, I remember telling Capri, 
there's a beautiful rose garden over exactly. there. Why are you taking pictures with your wife or husband with these big anyway? Yeah. Were the are there still some big coral trees in that same area around there? It, there maybe I honestly didn't notice them. I was mocking people taking pictures of succulents. succulents. So going beyond that. I'm going to have to go and take a look at that because i I've been to the I've been to the rose. As a matter of fact, we wrote an article for the newsletter a couple of years ago about the rose garden, and I don't remember the. I, I would suggest that because you are not a big succulent cactus guy, you probably just I'm not. You uh, walked right over uh, and ignored it while you were looking at the roses. I I, I obviously did, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll have to go and take a look at that, and I'll have to check out the uh, check out the one behind the Balboa Park Club too. Because that one, the one behind the Balboa Park Club has been there for, well, I think since the 1935 fair, somewhere around there. So we'll have to take a look at that. Uh, let's see. Then the 15th, 16th, and 17th, um, the Carnivorous Plant Society is having their show on sale. That should be a pretty interesting show, I would I would have to think, uh, that they're going to have some interesting stuff to, to take a look at and probably some interesting stuff to buy as well. And then... Towards the end of the month, or actually at the end of the month, the 29th, 30th, and 31st, the uh, San Diego County Orchid Society is having their summer show and sale, uh, and that should be that should be pretty spectacular as well. Not as big as the March show, but it's going to be a lot of stuff that's not in bloom um, in March. for the March show. So you can you can get a chance to see some some really interesting stuff going on. Uh, and then I think that's something we need to work on is to find a, a scholarly individual with regard to carnivorous plants to have a couple classes because that's something we haven't had. I would just get a hold of the carnivorous yeah. plant society. I'm sure they've got somebody that could. I, uh, I know that come person. Out. Do you? I do. Okay. I just don't know if he has time to come and do a presentation, but I I know that person. Well, in that case, so do I, and I don't know if he has time to do that. Hence, the we need to find somebody. Therefore, <laughs> hence, therefore, <laughs> if then, therefore. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you'd like to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You know, speaking of gardens, mm-hmm. when Capri and I were, were planning this wedding, we wanted something that was very simple, very private, and a good friend of ours, Mary, was generous, kind, and she is a blessing, offered her backyard, which is a garden. It's pretty itself. nice. Spectacular, and she went overboard uh, to make it extra pretty, which didn't really need to be done, but it was gorgeous. And we had a, a very nice, very simple wedding, and took a few days off. And then we're going to be going to Hawaii here at some point. 
Congrats. Congratulations, George. We had a really good cook there, too. Uh, we had a very private dinner. It was wonderful. I hear the service was amazing. It was some true? of the best service ever. Now, had did you notice a Tillandsia tree in the yard? It, you know, it was. I was going to. I, I took pictures of it to learn because you know I'm trying to learn some of the other plants. It looked almost citrus esque, if that's a word, and it, it looked like a citrus tree, but there were tillandsias and bromeliads hanging from it. It was weird. Uh, I, she may have spent many hours selecting and putting those into the trees. It was. It, it looked, was gorgeous. It, really, it, really it was good. beautiful. Yeah. It was. It was different, and it's. It's. It's something I probably wouldn't have done with the Tillandsias, but it, it, I, I would do it. It looks great. I well, have some Spanish moss hanging from my pecan tree, but the rest of them just look great in there. I didn't see that when we were there. Where is that at? Well, there was, when you were there, it was an orange tree that had a lot of dead branches towards the tips. It had died back. And this so, is in the lower garden? Yes. Right. Okay. And it was just after you go down the stairs beyond the avocado, it was in a little sunken, uh, it was in a recess in the ground. And... Probably 25 to 50% of the tree was gone. There was leaves below, but all the branches were naked exposed. up top. Exposed. Yes. And so she tied in some Spanish moss and lots of different tillandsias so it would look like a tillandsia tree. It's gorgeous. And wow. it's funny now that you mentioned that because years ago when we were going up to Valley Center to visit Pekaki Gardens, there were dead citrus trees on the side of the road, and we tried to go back up with a, with a lift gate to pick up a dead trunk to bring it back so that we could put tillandsias on it. But it was too heavy, and we didn't do it. But they make the, – because the citrus wood is hard, and it, it, it persists even after it's dead. Mm-hmm. So it makes a good structure. Oh, yeah, and it, it looked great. And, and what's interesting, too, is we had gone to several other locations to, to do photography afterwards. Yes. And we didn't need them at all. They actually, Everything was done right there. Yeah, it ruined all of the – the clandestine plans that have been put into place for uh, keeping it was off the property. Yeah, it worked well. Okay, good. So thank you, Mary. All right. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go up to Vista where Fran is waiting. Good morning, Fran. How are you? Good morning. Fine, guys. Um, I wanted to comment on last week's bonsai class with Richard Wright. And I had missed two other classes that he had taught years ago and i when george told me you were going to have it on the 25th i said i'm signed up and i it was just fantastic oh, good. richard is a hoot and a half and uh he would not tell us how to prune our bonsai plant which would whatever we chose and i did a pomegranate and uh i you you take it from a big bushy thing and bring it down to what you feel is right and so I had mine where it was cascading over the sides and took it home as instructed and put it in a, a basin of water and let it soak up overnight and came to pick it up. And I thought I was going to have to have two neighbors pick it up for me. It got so heavy. But it was a wonderful class. He's a great instructor. And I can't. I know you're going to have one in November, but you're keeping it a secret. And so I can't wait to hear about that. And as soon as you tell me the date i'll put that on my calendar too well we will let you know uh but thank you very much for the feedback i'm glad you enjoy i'm glad you enjoyed the class yes it was well worth waiting and uh making sure that i got into this one and once george told me the the date i put it on my uh planner and i that's it nobody else is going to take that day from me so (laughs) i was really happy oh good good so enjoy uh this holiday weekend and uh 
like listen to you and continue. All Thank right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, friend. You have a great holiday as well. You too. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. You know, a couple of the folks uh, in that class were asking, you know, Richard, where should I cut this? And, and, and I was standing by and I said, you know what? He can't tell you that because this it's it's, it's a secret. It's, it's, no, it's yes. an art. Yeah, and it's I, really it's what you, what's the, your vision for exactly. this for this shrub. How do you this shrubbery? How do you want it to look? What, do you, what what's your vision? You know, and so Richard's like, exactly. That's what we're going to do. We're going to let you make this the way you want it. And, and I think a lot of people had a really good time with that. I don't remember much of the class because I wasn't there for most of it. I was out wandering around. But I do remember hearing him in a Richard-esque manner say that. I can't tell you where to cut it because this is yours. I right. remember hearing him say that. Yep. It's the only thing I can tell you I remember hearing him say at the class. We, we, we kept it to a, a rather small um, set of people so that, A, he can give attention to people, but B, because of COVID, so we could spread the tables out a little bit. Next time, maybe we can we can bring in more bring people. Bring in a few more people. Right. Well, it was – people were pretty excited about their plants when they came when it came time for them. It, to it went well. We're looking back kind of at you, but we could talk about that a little more if you'd <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, talk about – Talk amongst talk, yourselves. Talk, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. We'll break into a small group and discuss. Yeah, and we'll I know come that's back been with said our in the studio yeah. before. Um, one of the plants that they had there was the dwarf pomegranate. Correct, the Nana. And Punica Nana. every time after radio, and I drop Mark off, Yes, I admonish him for not reminding me to talk about his neighbor's dwarf pomegranates that are in the parkway right next door to him. Because they are gorgeous. They look like they must be 40 or 50. Yeah, well, they're, they're 20 old. Yeah. They're about three feet tall, and they're beautiful little blooming trees. Right. And so today... Later this morning, I do not have to admonish Mark no. about it because so now I've been reminded and we're talking about it. But, but not by Mark. So no. you still can't admonish to yeah. some no, degree. No, because yeah. the conversation has taken place. But they're the nicest, biggest ones I've seen, and they're trained up into little trees. They've been Correct. essentially bonsai in this parkway for the last 20 years. And I'd forgotten how nice of an ornamental they make in addition to, to, to bonsai. Now, don't we have a couple in the train we have some, yes. some in there. But they, they, don't, is, they don't flower as much. I think it's, it's too shady. It's too shady yeah. in there. And, and in Sarah Mesa, they're out in the full sun. Right. They have concrete on one side and asphalt on the other, so they get a lot of sun. And they're, they Beautiful. look fantastic. They're gorgeous, yeah. And somebody was asking, there was a customer in the store a couple of days ago that wanted to know if they fruit. And yes, I they guess do. they do. Yes. <laughs> but it's not any good to eat. Right. You can eat it. Yeah. Uh, David's done it before. He's snuck across the... The median at Cuyamaca College and harvested fruit off of theirs. In the interest of science and horticultural, yes, yes. yes, to expand upon right. my knowledge what? base. And they're edible; they're just not good. Yeah. What, but what, they do what are you a, talking about? I wasn't paying any attention. A dwarf pomegranate. <laughs> Today, the part of David will be played by Ken. Uh, the dwarf pomegranates. The oh, okay. The canana. That's a neat. That's it a neat plant. Really is, and in the right situation, it makes a beautiful little tree in our. It, it looks railway. great in the railway. Right. It's a great bonsai plant. And they bloom like crazy. And they, they bloom. bloom like crazy and they make a great ornamental. It's it would be a nice little parkway tree. The roots aren't gonna damage anything and it they yeah. look really good. It's true. So now we've talked about them. I won't holler at you anymore. We well, should be pretty, about, about that. that. Yeah, they yeah, should yeah, be so. pretty low water use too once they're Fair. established. Once established. Yeah. 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 Except as a bonsai when anything in a container. True. 
Yes. Well, no. Okay, in a container, because these are bonsai Right, I said in, in a container. I, okay. yeah. I had to modify before you said words have meaning. Yeah. Thank you. Did you find something? Well, this I was going to say, this is the last weekend of the uh, fair. So yes, if you, it is. So if you have not gotten out there to uh, check everything out, you still have until until Monday to do so. Then Tuesday we will be tearing everything apart. And Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm waiting Wednesday. for my my instructions. Oh. Tear down instructions. Tear down instructions. But it, it is two weeks between the end of the fair this year and horse racing and the season. Racetrack, oh. So they're not as panicked about getting us out yeah, as they opening, have in the past. Opening day is the 22nd. Right. Uh, racing mm-hmm. starts on the 22nd. So. so it was suggested we might want to wait a day or two and let all the... The big the stuff. Stuff, the jacuzzis and all the things from inside the building get out before we try and get in there. But I'd be afraid that some of the surrounding peoples might walk off with our beautiful... Yeah, I was going to say. Our beautiful ferns. Ferns and the... Dinosaurs. And the flowers. And the flowers. Well, the flowers... The flowers might be a little difficult to pull out. Yes. Uh, we did pretty well, though. We got the uh, Paul Eckie Jr. Award, which is the... That's the... Best t- overall t- horticultural display. The best of, best of show. That's um, what happens when you spend weeks and weeks and weeks drawing planning. out and sch- schematics and drawing and prints and PowerPoints to come up with the design. Well, and we got and the, the group and the committee. And the committee. We got the uh, Coordinators Award, and we got an award from... Quimaca. From Quimaca College as well. So. That's because they didn't know I had stolen pomegranates off of the yeah. dwarf pomegranates from the park. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna come, they're <laughs> Next gonna, year, that's gone. They're going to come and pull that now, I'm yes. sure. And so. something, something to reiterate, Ken, is that we've been doing that. We've been displaying since the fair. I mean, every, every time there's been a fair, we've been there so since I our th- inception. I, I, think right? 19, I think 1937 was the first the first year that it was in Balboa or in, uh, in Del Mar. Yeah. And... Um, we have been to every one. Every, we have been in every flower show that they have had, where they have had a fair. They they did not have. They did not run the fair from forty two to forty five because of the war, and then the la, Then there were the two years of um, COVID. COVID that right. they didn't. Well, they there was no fair one year, and then they had the abbreviated fair last year, but they didn't do the flower show the last year. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we our our streak has. Has not ended yet. Not on my watch. <laughs> yeah, although we did, we we did discuss it. We did, we did. But the overall, the well, I am actually, was I'm very glad. Watch. I'm glad that a we we maintained the streak, and two that I got to be part of it because that was a lot of fun. It's building that we had a lot it, of fun. It can be. Yeah, it, it, it can. Watching me flop in and out of the display yeah. after day one. I enjoyed the whole experience. You know the funny part about. This in my mind is they insisted upon a design beforehand, which they've n- never done before. Which we've never done before, and I assured them I would get them a design. And, and we I, did. Well, not until it was done. I know that's what I'm saying. When, uh, when I, we did, when it was done. But they didn't pull our yeah. our registration, so it, it worked out okay. But that's that's the way I like to design. Right. Bring me the plants, and let's let's. Put them around. We'll figure out what we it was, want. It was brainstorming, and then, and it worked and then well. arrange it. Yeah. And the committee was small enough that it worked out okay. That's right. We added two that, or three that, more people. It might have been different. Exactly. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back with more right after this. 
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we've got a lot of milkweed in the nursery right now we've been we've been going through quite a bit of it not like we did was it two, two years, years ago it's 2020 i guess was when we had the huge run on it and we could not keep it in stock i would have to look but that partially was due to supply issues not in 2020 yeah oh no I, I we couldn't get enough yeah it was a, so it was total supply and demand issue we might be selling close to the same amount now as we did then. it's just that we can we, 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 we have, have access to it It'll be it, interesting to see. Yeah, it was interesting. I got a note from Matthew from San Marcos, San Marcos. Um, and apparently up in Ventura they have they have labeled tropical milkweed as a weed as a weed. Yeah, so you can't you can't grow it up in Ventura County anymore. We're going to create an underground market in Asclepius. <laughs> a, uh, a different weed. Although, you know, I, I and I've mentioned it I've mentioned it on the show before that if you go to the um Texas Butterfly Ranch website, they have a they have a lot of articles about monarchs there and there and one of the articles was it came out in uh I think it was last year. I think it was March of 2021. Um where they said that the whole thing about the tropical milkweed is blown way out of proportion, and it was, and this wasn't just somebody writing in it, right? This, this, this was a, this was an, an entomologist that has studied, yeah, it wasn't studied a garden them. blog, yeah, right. it was it wasn't just some blogger. I mean, it, it and it he made he made a very compelling argument uh, about it, and I, the one the one thing that I remember sticking out in, in the article and said that. If the if the border was a couple hundred miles farther south, it'd be a native milkweed. So it's you know the whole native thing is yeah, it's just it's it's somewhat subjective. Maybe and, we could start an organization called Butterflies Without Borders. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. but the the I think I think that the, I think the takeaway on the on the um, tropical milkweed is to to keep the uh, the protozoa that that can yeah the disease the, the, OE the, the, oh, the, oh, yeah the yeah. OE disease under control uh, part of the reason why that that builds up is that they don't the tropical typically doesn't go dormant it doesn't so, die back yeah it doesn't die back so just cut it back yeah all it, the literature it, it, says it, to cut it back by Thanksgiving and then it, you you reduce it significantly yeah and then everything's fine um, or we could just ban it yeah, I don't <laughs> think we should do that. No, it, I, it, it's I agree. actually, and it's much my opinion. I think it's much prettier than the native, as far as the flowers. The the native one doesn't flower nearly as much. No, but uh, they're they're neat little purpley white flowers when they do bloom, mm-hmm. but they don't. They're just not vibrant like the the tropical. I don't think it grows as fast either. The yep. the native. Well, and the native has smaller leaves. leaves. Like they're, nar- yeah. they're like narrow leaf. Narrow leaf. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why they call it narrow leaf. Maybe sleepiest. that's why they that do. might have something. However, when Sue. Krause from Musa Creek pronounces 
the native milkweed, it sounds much better when she says in her her accent, Asclepius fascicularis, sounds much better than tropical milkweed. So there is that. So you got that going. Yes. I okay. don't know. Okay, just sorry. <laughs> All, right. All right, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go up to Claremont where Maurice is waiting. Good morning, Maurice. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Well, well, I have a rabbit foot fern that's very old. It's like over 20 years old, and it's been in the same pot, poor thing. It's about a two-foot uh, shallow pot that has a smaller opening. And I really want to repot it without destroying it, but I don't know how to go about doing it. I was hoping you guys could give me some pointers. Without destroying the pot or without destroying the fern? Or both? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to destroy the pot, although I would prefer not to. But if I have to, I have to. But I don't want to destroy the plant. Okay. Well, they're actually very easy yeah, and durable. So they, they are easy to transplant because they are durable. And I have been uh, dividing at the nursery in Poway and repotting some different types of rabbit's foot ferns, the uh, Fijiensis and some other ones like that. And all you have to do is get it out of the pot. And it will tolerate almost whatever you take from it or give to it um, because the rhizomes, their feet, hold a ton of energy. And so just getting a little bit of that soil with the rhizomes, uh, does the pot constrict at the top? Does it, does it get narrower at the top, the pot that it's in? Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Yes. Well, you're either going to have to cut it into a few different pieces to get it out of the pot, which isn't going to hurt it, and you could... Have multiple divide plants. it and have multiple yeah. plants, or you're going to have to, to break, break it out of the pot. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking. So um, do I want to, like, water it really well before I remove it? You know, I I like to have them a little bit on the drier right, side so to, to, I would do too, to manipulate them and get them out. So um, I don't think it would be a big difference either way, but I like to to work with them when they're on the drier side. Okay, and that's what I'll do. And and I can just go ahead and, and take like a hand saw and just cut it up into like maybe three pieces? Yes, absolutely. And you might damage and lose a little bit where you cut it, but now you're going to have three or four or however many plants to, to start or to share. sounds like it's kind of a family heirloom. There might be other people that would, would enjoy a piece of it. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you so much. I, I Oh, I do have one other question, if you don't mind. Certainly. Go ahead. Okay. I also have a, 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 a variegated philodendron, the, the uh, small kind, you know, the vine. And I have it on a small pod with a, it's got a, a metal uh, cage over it that it's been running over. So the length of it is probably 15, 20 feet, although it's twined around the metal, uh, and I've, I've been afraid to try to repot that, too, because I don't know what it's going to do to the foliage. If I just put, like, a pillowcase or something over the foliage to repot it, do you think that'll work? Yeah, I think you can suspend the plant in, like, a, a sling, maybe the pillowcase or something, to hold the plant into place while you take the, the pot off on the other end and repot it while it is suspended there. I think, yes, you could easily do that. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Those were my two concerns. I've been putting off re- repotting these poor things because I'm kind of afraid of messing with them, but um, you 
guys have given me some confidence. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. If you have any other questions, don't have us. Don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks. Have a great weekend. See, I might I might have enjoyed just taking putting some safety goggles on and a hammer and opening up that pot. Yeah, that and might then be and fun. then slicing it in half or quarters. I didn't right. want to destroy it, but I had to. I had to. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to move up north to Oceanside where Betty is waiting. Good morning, Betty. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Uh, I was down to my neighbor's house and uh, looking at his tomatoes. Uh, We went over it and got a six-pack all about a month and a half ago. Beautiful-looking plants. And when I went down uh, yesterday... Uh, they look spindly. They didn't have a lot of leaves on them. He pulled one up, and and it was actually around the. Uh, it looked just like you took it out of the six pack. Hmm. So the so it, it, no it has growth. not had not root, it had not rooted out into right. the into the and, pottery. And it was the same shape as as coming out of the six pack. We just couldn't believe it. Do you have any ideas? Well, first question would be, how is it being watered? Yeah, that's number one. Well, he, he's a very good gardener, and, and he amends his soil every year. The only thing I can figure is a couple, two or three years ago, uh, he had an invasion of nutgrass, and he sprayed that to get rid of it. And I'm wondering if that could still be down in the soil. Do you know what he sprayed? Because some some products do persist and will yeah. will poison the soil so that it is not plantable. Usually for a year or so. Right. What this, what was this, used? Uh, you know, I I really don't know, but uh, just to get rid of the nut grass. But I noticed that there is a weed that looks like a succulent that you can eat. It grows Purslane. really. Yeah. Pardon me, say that again? Purslane. Is that what it is? Yes, ma'am. But anyway, uh, that was also growing in part of uh, his his, uh, garden area. He pulled that up, and the roots were just fine. You know, they had spread out just like they're supposed to. But the tomato plants didn't. Well, the purslane will grow on very little water. Uh So I'm I'm still, you know, the the question remains on how were those individual plants being watered, the tomato plants? Were they on a drip or just hand-watered? Probably hand-watered, because I know they're not on, I'm pretty sure they're not on a drip. Well, sometimes, too, especially in in color packs, because the root systems are so small and compact, if they, if they, if they get really compacted in, in the cell, and the roots are growing in a are growing in a circle around the inside of the cell. A lot of sometimes they won't branch. They won't branch out that much. So usually when you when you plant them, if you just take just take a, the point of a trowel or something and just scrape the side of that of that little root ball from the cell, it'll break the surface roots, and then when they get into the into the new soil, they will branch out and move out from there. So you might try that as well. Well, yes, some plants you do have to kind of, you know, open that. Open them up a little bit, yeah. So I didn't know whether you did that with tomatoes. I don't remember ever doing that before. Yeah, you you can do that with tomatoes. The other thing you can do with tomatoes is you can plant them a little bit deeper than you normally would. It's about the only plant that I can think of that you can plant 
an inch or two deeper into the soil. Oh, right? I do inches. I do yeah. three, four inches. Yeah, sometimes. and because they, yeah. they will, they will, they will root out from the side of the stock if you do that. Okay. Well, uh, I'll give him those handy hints and see what happens next okay. year. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Okay. Have a great weekend, Betty. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye Take bye. care. I, I still think it's a water thing, probably though. My, it may be. It may be if they if they were really stunted like that. Right. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Bob, stay on the line. We're going to be talking to you when we come back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, we're going to head out to Eastlake where Bob is waiting. Good morning, Bob. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. What can we do for you? Uh, I have a uh, garden plot in the community garden uh, down in the Bonita Valley. And this is my uh, second year of growing Silver Queen corn. And every year... uh, I get a few corn borers, and I'm wondering if there's a natural, if possible, way to prevent corn borers, or um, if not, then what I could use. They, I don't have them on every year, but you know they can do some pretty good damage to the the ears, and I'm just wondering what I could do to prevent that. The the corn earworm. Probably the spinosad would, or or dusting the tassels with mineral oil. And mineral oil is actually uh, University of California Integrated Pest Management suggests just putting a few dabs of mineral oil on the silk. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that that's a a tried and true one. I know that's been been around for a long time. But but the BT uh, the BT on the silks or um, spinosad on the silk, either one of those should take. As a matter of fact, I think the last time I grew corn, I used I used um, I used Captain Jacks just sprayed the silks on them as as they started coming out. That that is the spinosad. I did not have I did not have any corn borers or or any corn earworms um, that season. Although I did lose most of the crop to rats, so um, yeah, spinosad does not it work does, on rats. Spinosad does not work on rats, but for the corn earworms, it should take care of it. Well, uh, it, it's funny because um, I've battled rats and squirrels and rabbits over the over the three years I've been down there, and uh, what I finally resorted to last year was actually feeding. And so I fed the peanuts, and now I'm feeding them squirrel mix. And they've left the tomatoes alone. They've left the corn alone. And uh, so uh, if you can't beat them, then feed them. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's, one, that's one way to do them. Give, it, give, them, give them something tastier Al- to, to go yes. after. 
Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a great weekend, Bob. Thank you for calling. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. You know, I've been fighting with rats and squirrels and to a lesser extent. Forever. Forever. But I have a ratinator in the corner of my chicken coop and I have not caught anything and I was watching the rats come and go. Well, I have one hen now that a new hen that I just got that wants to roost outside. And I haven't seen the rats every night that were in the running around the <laughs> that interior portion of the coop. And I'm wondering if they're Perhaps, afraid yeah. of, of the chicken. But there was an animal in the trap last night when I went home. I was pretty excited. And then when I got up close, it was a baby possum. Oh, nice work. Well, no, he wasn't dead. Oh, he was the retinator's playing. live catch. He was playing. Oh, right. I was thinking it. Of- the electric I was one. thinking of the electric one. No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. I wouldn't okay. have told that story on air. <laughs> My goodness. Um, he was playing possum because I thought he was dead, and I actually thought it was a big rat. When I realized it was just a baby possum who was alive, I opened up the trap and let him Shoot out. Shoot him out, yes. And he, he was gone this morning when I went back in. Anyway. I You know, because of I've been using the old snap rat traps, little plastic ones, for the voles in the vegetable garden because a few tomatoes have been getting eaten. And I, without setting any bait on them, I just put them around the tomato on the ground, three or four of them where they've been eating the tomato. I leave it on the vine, and every single day I've caught a vole. You know, I ought to try oh. listening to your yeah. tips because you seem to be successful. I'm very successful I'm with voles without any bait by just setting those traps around the tomato they've eaten. So maybe I should try doing something, not the same thing over and over again, expecting different but, results. But that said, yesterday I set the old uh, perlite water trap in the bucket. For the rats. Have you gotten any? I just did it last night. Okay. I don't know yet. I haven't gone in to look. Well, well, Melanie was sitting out on the back patio reading the other day, and oh. something scurried across the uh, patio. So she's, well, you got, you got to do, do something about it. Do something about it. So um, I had some Tomcat traps at, at the house, which I, I think are outstanding. Oh, well, they're mean, scary. Well, they're scary, but but they work. I mean, yes. they're, and they're they're easy to they're easy to set, they're easy to bait, and they're easy to easy to clean um, when all is to said and done. Dispose of these, but I got right. three three big rats. One, three days in a row, I got got a big one. Three days in a row. Well, I've been using. I was given some free samples to try those red ones. Yeah. Oh yes. And, and I use those too. Or were you successful? Um, I have not been. The two the tubular ones, no. Yeah. No, but the the open one, the big red one, the big yeah, red like open the old one. Tomcat. Yes. Yeah, that that worked that worked pretty well. Those to, work quite well, but I'll the tubular ones are works. not working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't I I I don't know why on that. I Yeah, I, I've experimented with them as well with the samples. Not not too far away from the ratinator, I have a squirrelinator and two nights ago it moved about four feet from where I'd left it. Something had picked it up and or just dragged it away. It had moved aside. Still nothing inside of it, but it moved it out of the way, to, I guess, to get to the grain that had gone through to the ground underneath. Oh, that's interesting. That I doubt, it, I doubt interesting. it was a squirrel that no. did that. <laughs> no. No. Oh, I was telling George is when we, when we pulled up. We pulled up into the parking lot this morning. I was getting out of my car, and in the planter that runs along the front of the town, building, town center drive, mm-hmm. there was a 
big coyote walking through the again through the planter. Yeah, yeah. They hang out here. I think um, he was stalking yeah. me. It's a good thing Ken came. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I got there when I did. Protected me. Yeah, uh, we we were we were sitting outside on Thursday night for driveway happy hour, and even before sunset, you could hear a huge um, pack of coyotes going off in the in the distance. So I don't know. They, they, I don't know if they caught something or what, but you, you, there were a lot of them. They're much bolder now yes. than they used to be, and they'll be. Oh, out they don't care. They, what time? It. Yeah. Afternoon, morning. I, I think I told you last time we were on the air. There was one at four oh seven in the afternoon because it, it surprised me. I looked at my clock to go, "Why is there a coyote?" I'm just walking right past the garden at four oh seven. Yeah. Sunny day, just walking around. When you when you encounter them in in Scripps Ranch, they. They they don't they yawn. they they don't care right they they, they what you don't looking care at, at all. exactly yep so uh, I, have, I have not had broken branches off of I shouldn't even say that I have my, my burgundy plum burgundy plum big broken branch from the you think coyotes, coyotes we think yeah, yeah. I yeah. my branches are all fairly small so it wouldn't take much for them to snap it off and it doesn't seem as though they have and they have not found my emerald drop pluot so I'm letting Ooh, them yeah. ripen which ours are almost ready. I normally can't do. No, good thing you mentioned it, so they'll find it. Yeah, they're listening as well. Uh, Don't forget, no garden classes today, and and both stores are going to be closed on Monday. Have a great 4th of July weekend, and we will see you next week right here on KCBQ and KPRZ with another hour of Garden Talk. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.